Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Mini Movie Review, Sparkin's podcast where we talk about new and recent movies and give our initial thoughts about them. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode, and you can check out any of our other mini movie reviews and our other podcasts at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And now that all that's out of the way, let's actually get to the podcast in question and the review in question, because it's a movie you've been waiting for for a while. Yeah, I love these movies. You like all types of mysteries because you like the whole thing of who did it, what happened, and the reveal over time. Yes. And this is one which actually a lot of people have been waiting for because it is the sequel to a film that came out in 2017 and we reviewed on this podcast. Yep. One of the earlier reviews we talked about. Murder on the Orient Express. But that was the old film, and this one is new, and only two characters returning for this, and let's get to it. We're talking about Death on the Nile. With Hercule Poirot! Yes, played once again by Kenneth Branagh. And this one is pretty intriguing for a lot of reasons. Let's get some basic information out of the way. First off, directed and starring Kenneth Branagh. Uh, he directed the Thor movie. He's done tons of things. He did that Frankenstein movie that you are horrified by because you say the ASMR is too messed up. Yeah, too much. Uh, screenplay was by Michael Green, and this is based on the 1937 novel Death on the Nile, which was written by Agatha Christie. Yep. Uh, Agatha Christie is a prolific writer who's written tons of mysteries with two main characters. We've had Hercule Poirot and then, of course, Mrs. Marple. And, I'm, and there is actually an anime for... Isn't it Franny them. Fisher? Uh, no. She did not write Franny Fisher. Oh. That's someone else. That's a, a parody homage to Miss Marvel. Dare we say fanfic? No, because it's Australian. So Australians can't write a fanfic? No, because it's their own thing. But anyway, so that is Agatha Christie. Uh, thing and this is produced by Ridley Scott, which I'm kind of shocked at because he's the guy who did Gladiator and Legend and so many other movies where they have an insane long cut. And I'm part of me is like, will there be a longer cut of this movie? Even though Ridley Scott didn't direct it, I actually wouldn't. Really, I would watch it. Yeah, because we get a lot of stretching out, and that's one of the issues I have with the film. But this was released over here in the United States in February 11th, 2022. So like I said, it's an, it's 127 minutes. And... It's awesome. Yes. Um, it's everything I wanted it to be. And let's actually get to this. So the basic plot is this. In 1937 Egypt, several people get on the SS Karnak for a wedding celebration for a wealthy heiress and her new husband. Um, when someone dies... Who can solve the mystery? Hercule Perot. Yes, and it's with his tiny little gray cells and his funny mustache and his love of pastries. Ugh, it's just fine food in general, but definitely of pastries. That that is a hundred percent accurate, and that is the movie in a nutshell. Without going too much into it, but since this is based on a 1937 novel, we could talk a little more about the people, and let's actually get into the cast and the characters. Because first off. Returning from the first film, we have Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot, and he's much more, he's settled into this role, and he does a great job, I think. And this is not spoilery, Mm -hmm. but you get backstory of what makes him, the beginnings of the mustache. 
Yeah, it's the opening is a prequel of him as a young soldier, and it's he's always been that sharp, deductive skill man who pays attention to everything. He just can't help it, and highly intelligent. You know, he w- wanted to be a farmer. You know, but yeah, it doesn't. I don't want to spoil. Him. I don't want to spoil anything. No, we have. We're gonna do a spoiler section after the music, so that's gonna work. We haven't done one of the stinger spoilers in a while, so if you want to hear spoils, spoilers, wait till after the end credits, and you'll hear stuff. So anyway, so we have him coming back, and he does a really good job as Hercule Pro. He's kind of into this character. He does a great job with the speaking, with the articulation, with the very poignant um in control of the room but yep. it's also he's the director and it's like here's the focus me a little gr- gilderoy lockhart in there a little bit yeah but he did play gilderoy lockhart though but i i like hercule perot is a little full of himself and he admits it too he's like he's like yeah i do i'm a little yeah, but he's set in his ways. He's a little full of himself, but he's got a right to be. He's full of himself, but he's not, like, arrogant. There's a difference. True. He, has, he does make mistakes, but he does fix them. But next we have, returning from the last film, we have Tom Bateman as Book, who's Hercule Furrow's friend and the son of one of the other characters. And it's interesting to see him back, because he's this lazy playboy who, in the last movie, was like, I'm going to get you on the Orient Express, because you're my friend. And this is like, yeah, because of what happened, I got fired. Yeah, figured out, day job, had a hard time keeping showing up. And also, he has another agenda in this as well. He's trying to do something. But then we have Annette Benning as Euphemia, who is Book's mother, and who's a renowned painter. Um, then Played by... Uh, Annette Benning. Yeah, she did such a great job. Which is really cool. Then the one I'm shocked at, Russell Brand is in this movie as uh, Linus Windlesham, who is a former aristocrat turned doctor and the heiress's former fiance. And he is transformed. He's not Russell Brand, the remake of Arthur, complete schmuck guy from, um, what is the movie? The movie with um guy from How I Met Your Mother. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, he's not yeah. that guy. He's... Quiet. He's intelligent. He doesn't steal like, the you for, stage. You forget it's him until like every once in a while you'll see like that signature smile, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, that really is him." But he's a great actor, and this shows he's a great actor. He did excellent, excellent. I'd like excellent. to see more drama with him, like this quality. Who knew? Who knew he had this in him? Now, this character is a little bit different. It's a combination of a couple of other characters because just like in the 2017 Murder on the Orient Express, Express. They, I know, weird. Express. But they changed some characters around and moved things to make it a little more modern, contemporary, added things, changed things, made it less centric in certain ways, changed well, you also, genders. You also, you can't make a movie exactly like the book. You can't. It's never going to be the same. So where they took liberties, where they've combined characters and things like that, I thought they did a really good... I thought it was done tastefully. They've also removed a lot of characters. Like, there's a whole other plot in the original story, which is about another murderer, but... But they can make that a whole separate movie if they wanted to. Kind of. But anyway, so we have Ali Fazal Mm -hmm. as Andrew Kachadorian, who is the trustee and banker for the heiress. And I gotta say... He comes across as, I'm bad guy. And not like in a good, I'm bad guy. He's like, I'm a sleazy guy. Like, you felt like he did something wrong the entire time. I would have liked a little bit more from him. 
He played it very on the nose. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, we have... Uh, what is it? We have Dawn French as Mrs. Bauer, which... That was interesting. She is a nurse and um, a special friend to another heiress who is uh, Marie von Schuller, who in the book is a just straight up communist. In this one, it's she's a she makes like little references to communism, like, like she, they, they tone it down, like she monetarily supports it and things like that. But it's definitely but this one, but that's Mrs. Schuller. So Mrs. Bauer is just the quote unquote nurse. Mm-hmm. Might be more. So then we have Rose Leslie as Louise Borget, who is uh, the heiress's personal maid. Which that one, she's not in a lot, and she's kind of miffy. Miffy? Like, I'm too good for this job. Oh, yes. But it makes sense because... Oh, when I was engaged, this was going to be where I went for my honeymoon. Yeah, which is a whole thing that gives her a reason for what she for her being a suspect because everyone has a reason. That, like most, everybody's a suspect except for Hercule Poirot. Everybody. Then you have uh, Emma, but that's not a spoiler. That's legit. Yeah. Like how these books, these movies go. That is true. We have uh, Letitia Wright. Yes, uh, Shuri from Black Panther playing Rosalie Audubon. Who? Oh, is... she did such a great job. Who is the niece of Sophie Okonera in the in the movie? She's playing the niece of Selma Audubon, who is a renowned jazz singer and the aunt of Rosalie. And Rosalie, who's Letitia Wright, is the business manager. And it's interesting to see originally was a, an author and her her niece going from that to this is a jazz singer and this is her business manager who knows what she's doing but that it's more contemporary well and it's it's better for the screen you know where a writer is great in a book and a singer is more visual and also adds visual a, and a engaging new to it. right also she's also books lady love and the person that she's he's interested in wants to introduce as to his mom to be like hey i am in love with this person the only problem is 1937 and rosalie is black and it's like she's like and he is not yeah so she's a little perturbed by that and sophie okoneta as she's the old school 1930s jazz singer who doesn't take shit from anybody like she has a gun on her and she's like yeah you're not gonna steal from me I, i'm a beautiful singer i'll entertain you but don't she's mess with me. got cojones yes but she's she, she's got something to back it up she's an exceptional singer she's a singer every day you know she's she plays fast and loose but she pays all her debts like she's legit she is then you have Jennifer Saunders as Marie von Schuller, who is the uh, the companion of Miss Bauer, and she's a socialite. And also, if you've ever watched uh, Ab Fab, yes, she's back, and she's kind of more angry. She's not the drunk lady. That's kind of like what I always knew her from. So when I saw her in this, I was like. It would have been funny if they both were the two from Ab Fab. I would have liked that. But like, hey, you're the two from Ab Fab. I don't want to spoil anything. But anyway. So then we have Emma Mackey as Jacqueline, Jackie de Belfort, who is the former friend of the newly married couple and also the scorned lover of 
the husband. And she plays crazy really good. She's so in love, she's crazy. Or is she? Who knows? And then for the lovely couple, we have Gal Gadot and Army Hammer. Uh, Gal Gadot is playing Lynette Ridgway Doyle. And perfectly, because she's perfect. She's perfect in every way. She's only in the movie for a little bit, but what she does, she's amazing in it. Because this is not a spoiler that she dies. This is the premise of the movie. Yeah, she gets killed. And then we have Army Hammer, who is the Simon Doyle, her new husband, the former lover of Jackie, and more importantly than that, a guy who's dumb as a rock. And he has nothing. Well, he's not, no, he's not as dumb as a rock. He's, he's just. In the book, he's a meathead. In this one, he's just kind of like, I have nothing. He's attractive. He's a, he doesn't have a job. He's a, he's a trophy husband. He's the guy that like in uh, How to, How to Be a Latin Lover. He's the guy that like after a couple years that he lets himself go, she's going to trade up. Because he's going to do nothing. That's what he, he would have done. Yeah, I mean, he has no desire. He's not a go-getter. He has no desire to be some businessman. Well, actually, he was hired to be uh, to be her uh, manager of state, and then he. Wooed I don't want to spoil too much in this part. True, that is true. That's the only thing I'm, I'll say for spoiling for this part. But so the cast is on point. The visuals are amazing. The visuals are truly astounding. Just seeing the ss karnak going down the nile seeing some of the amazing pictorial scenes this the um tombs in egypt yes egypt in all of its glory all of its glory yeah it makes you want to go to egypt i mean it's not like that anymore now when you go there it's completely different and oh yeah war had a little something to do about that but not just war just didn't you know, it's all commercial, filled with crap now. It's not that ancient mystery. And if you go, like, you're not going to be able to stand on top of one of the pyramids. It's now, you're going to be 15, like, a mile away. Look at the pyramid! Yeah, but in that time period, that's what people did. They went to Egypt and they... Would walk on top of the pyramids and be like, oh, I'm here. Or I'm going to do something on the pyramid. Who knows? They took um, trophies. Yeah, but that's also like taking trophies from Hawaii. That's bad joju. Juju. That's why the mummy came to life, because someone stole a piece of the mummy. Pele. Well, I'm saying in Egypt. Mm. But, so, positives are, the cast is amazing, they all are in it to win it, the visuals are amazing. Now, let's get into some of the negatives with it. The film rushes. It's like the opening part, it's slow, it's slow, it's slow. Then all the parts which are the interesting parts of the... Because all the Pearl stories, all these old stories by Agatha Christie, the part which is the most intriguing is the interrogations where, where were you on the night of 13? I have brought you all here together to prove who is the real murderer. And that's the sequences for a lot of the people is rushed. It's here's this, 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 this. It's not that buildup that we're used to. And compared to... Midnight on the Orient Express, this is kind of a letdown in my opinion. Whereas the Midnight in the Orient Express was, majority of it was the Interrogation. interrogations. Yeah, so they tried to, they had to find the balance. They flipped it on this, right? Because they thought maybe we'll make it less. They they, they have it kind of, it's got to be in the middle. You need yeah. the interrogations, but you can do it. And we can make this longer, and I would be fine watching it a little longer. It was did not drag you're invested in it and you're intrigued by it. And the twists 
you don't see coming. You're like kind of like, I think I know who did it, but oh no, maybe it's not. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. And I think the overall film is well done and it sets up a sequel and does something very different than all the other interpretations by adding some other elements to it, which I can't really talk about. We'll talk about in the spoiler section. Yep. So anything else we should bring up with this before we get to the spoiler section or no? I mean, I think it doesn't spoil anything to say if you're an Agatha Christie fan, if you're a Hercule Poirot fan, it's a must watch. You'd, so you'd give it our highest rating of really, I would. Really, really cool? Yeah, I would go watch it again right now. Yeah. I'm going to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered a Belgian pastry. It's really good. It's just... There's other... This is the fourth adaptation of this story. And I think the earlier edition did it better. This is more modern, but the earlier edition did it better. The one with, um, what's his name playing Perot? Brain not working. The, it was the 30, the 70s edition, the 70s one. Hold on, I'm going to slow With the Hercule Perot from the BBC? Hold on. I want to say Albert Finney. It's going to be Peter Ustino. Him as Hercule Perot, where he has the, the thick mustache. That's the one with, with George Kennedy and Agatha Lansbury in it. I like this version of Hercule. And also Mia Farrow's in it, in the old one. But And Maggie Smith is Mrs. Bauer. So you have... I love me some Maggie Smith. It's young Maggie Smith. Who looks like a bombshell. Yeah. But, she was hot stuff. And that one won the Academy Award for Best uh, Costume Design. We'll see if this one wins anything. It's nominated for something. But we digress. So, yeah, so that's our thoughts. Uh, if you've seen Death on the Nile, let us know what you think. Email us at xanatspirekin.com uh, or tweet us at Spirekin. Let us know. And hope you guys remember to like, share, subscribe. St- if you want to hear the spoilers, wait for after the music. But otherwise, if you haven't, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone. So, we'll catch you guys next time and keep watching movies. See you later.
Spoiler time! Yay! So now let's get to it. So the spoilers for the film Death on the Nile. Wow, this they changed a lot of stuff about this. They did change a lot of stuff, and they did some things which were kind of sad. Like the big thing of, let's get to, we'll break it down, not in chronological order, but just some of the big events. First off, the whole sideline with Book, because Book was just supposed to be there for a minute. In the first book, they brought him back. But he's like a major character. They gave him the fact that he's in love with Letitia Wright, and he wants uh, Perot to woo his mom to letting him marry this girl. And then it turns out, no... His mom hired him to to vet out Rosalie. Gr- yeah, to see if she's good enough. And it turns out, like, he's like, yeah, she's perfectly good at what she does. I think she's amazing. I can find nothing wrong with her. And, like, what the hell's wrong with you? They're so mad. And the thing is, he's also kind of in love with... He's falling in love with the aunt, and the aunt is furious. But she kind of likes it. No, when he when she reveals the truth, she's mad at him. Well, like, yeah, because like, anybody would be mad to find out that uh, a investigator was checking in on them. True. So we have that storyline which happens, and then what happens? The book is so tragic because that is like. Well, I think you're forgetting Hercule Poirot's. Oh, we're gonna get to the origins. Oh, okay. But yeah, but talking with book first—that's a major plot point. Is we get this thing with book, and then. What happens to the book is sad. It really is. Because it's like, he's bettering himself. And yes, maybe something's going to happen to him. But he's going to... He could have bettered himself. But no, that's not what happens. We, we're going to not gonna spoil everything. But a bunch of things. So then let's get to actually Hercule Perot's big difference. The fact is, why does he have a mustache? So he was in the war. He was in love. In the Great War. He was going to marry this beautiful woman. He was in the Great War. He was looking forward to becoming a farmer one day. And his platoon basically had a death mission to cross the border. um, Where it's, you know... To blow up that bridge. Right. And they had the signal, you know, put gas masks on and release every gas bomb that you have... And at this particular time, and you should be able to sneak to the bridge being unnoticed in the smoke. But he was able to say, no, no, wait, we have to do, if we're going to do it, we got to do it now because now is when the wind is changing. Look at this, look at this, look at this. And he's the beginning of Hercule Poirot. He was able to save his squad and they, by making the, helping them make the right decision on when to go do it. And sadly, his captain stepped on a tripwire and a massive bomb goes off. So his whole side of his face and his mouth, there's chunks of skin, like flesh just missing. So his fiance, who he tries to say, no, you know, forget about me. Go, go live your life, says that's not how love works. And she says, you'll grow a mustache mustache because that'll hide the scars. Hence his epic mustache, which does, in fact, hide his scars. Yes. And one of my favorite things about this movie is I love Hercule Poirot so much. I love his little gray cells. I love his little mustache. I love how he figures everything out and that he's particular and he gets all fussy about stuff. He's not perfect, but he almost is, you know. I like that in the end of the movie when he's ready to move on from his great love and move on and start to admit that he there's a possibility he could love again he shaves off his mustache and it's just him 
And you see the scar, which is just... But it's just him putting himself out there. He's no longer... Hercule Poirot. He's just him. And I love that no one right. recognizes him as Hercule Poirot. They'd say, who are you, you bum? Right. It's not the, oh my God, it's Hercule Poirot. Cause but I think it's there. beautiful that it's... He did it for her. He takes off his mask. He's vulnerable. He's He puts himself fully out there. Yeah, he did that because of what happened to his friend. His friend was going to risk it all for love. But then let's get to some of the other things. We have the whole twist of everyone blackmailing everybody and all the things. But that's what you read an Agatha Christie book for, you know? True. Like, the the thing with Schuler, I was like, that was... I kind of figured that out. We, we knew that. It was yeah. Like, oh, that's her nurse. Like, no, they're companions. We know they're companions. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, it's a forbidden love. The everyone was in, engaged to everybody. That's like, yeah, that kind of we get that. And then someone stealing the necklace and to use it, that's whatever. And someone, that's expected. Someone blackmailing someone else. We get that. And then I'm dying because of that. A lot of people die in this movie. Yeah. But and, it's a murder mystery. There's murder. Multiple. And then the fact that the one person, the the one person had a wealthy family and they were evicted because of the uh the actions of Lynette's father during the Great Depression. All this happened. But then you have the murder itself. And what were your thoughts on the murder? I was kind of a little underwhelmed. I was like, really? That's what we did? I mean, I get it, but I'm like, really? Which one? No, the overall plot and all that. The, I mean, I knew it from the beginning, but I'm like, nah, they, that, they're not going to do that. And they did that. Yeah, it's ex- I, that was expected for me. You expected it to be the... I expected the Hercule hot. Perot to wear a nice suit. I expected a murder to be like... Really? That's what... No. Like, nobody knows, and then, ah, if somebody finds it. Like, that's what I was expecting. But the the murder is kind of convoluted, how it happens. Like, I'm going to prove I'm not the person by using blanks, but it's like, eh, eh. I'm going to shoot myself. It's like, wouldn't you know that the blood splatter and the... Yeah, yeah it's just... 19 and yeah, 1930s I know. yeah well he figured out with blood splatter about that there was someone another because person. there was something else missing yeah because overall i re- i like this movie a lot it's just the little elements because it's like the you want to see the interrogations in all those moments and just they did that really well in the last one in this one it's not it's as missing good. a lot of the interrogations it's just like you did this you did this and that's it it's like the scene's over and like the this the last scene where it's or not the last scene, the, the scene before the last scene where it's Perot, Book, and Simon doing the interrogation. That scene felt really fast. And it was a really pivotal point. And then the twist in that, it's like, that doesn't, like, the angles and all that stuff. But, yeah. But you kind of want it to be angles and over the top and impossible shot and once in a lifetime and... The resolution for the situation was kind of dumb, though, because that would not have happened with a little P- POS, little pea shooter. A twenty-two would not go through two bodies. If it, you cut between the point blank, if you cut, if you went between the ribs... You can't aim exactly going through the back with one hand. It's not... They're skinny people. They're feeling the rib bones. Yeah. She's not a trained shot. I don't think it's like... That's like the, I got shot by an arrow in the knee, I'm gonna die! Oh no. You could get... You could dive with a shot from the arrow in the knee, or you could have... Like, if she did the... If she did this, if she kissed it, 
if she kissed the the other person, put the gun underneath the chin pointing that way. I mean, it would have probably destroyed her chin, but it could have killed her and killed him. That makes sense. Actually, no, that would have just ripped her chin off and then yeah. she would have survived. Never mind. <laughs> kind of horrifying. Very horrifying. But she loved him too much to be without him. That, I, that was, she was using him. She totally was, she was just playing crazy just to be crazy. But we're getting more sequels after this. Um, there's 66 books and short stories that he could play with. Yes. And the next one's going to take place in post-war Vienna. And it's one of the lesser known novels. So I'm curious, which one takes place in Vienna? For the life of me, I can't remember. I mean, I thought they would have done the ABC murders again. Because ABC murders is such... But we just had those. No, we didn't. Um, The last ABC murders was the one with um, Rupert Grint as the detective and... Uh, John Malkovich as Hercule Poirot. Yeah, that was great. We have, we've had it. But there's so many different stories to tell of him. I don't want it to be just like a simple side story that's in one of the compilations. I want a full story that's well done. So to sum up, everybody's a, su- a suspect. This is the spoiler, right? Everybody's a suspect. Everybody legitimately could have done it. But that's the case in all Agatha Christie stories. Everyone is a suspect. Everyone has a legitimate reason for doing it. But it's the ex-friend, and the big loophole for me is the ex-friend who was the original fiancé of the... Of Simon, yeah. Of Simon. Keeps showing up. And when they book the last minute, they decide to book a cruise. And they the cruise, they have the whole boat to themselves and they even say it in the beginning. They have the whole boat to themselves except there was one other passenger that's going to get picked up later that has already been booked. And it's the ex. So she had pre-booked it so she had to have insight on where they were going to be. I personally thought it was her and the um, and the maid were, were the, working together. Well, we know it's her. And then how else would she know... When nobody else knew but the couple. So then when she gets on the boat, it's like a suspicion. But then when she gets on the boat, for me, that was confirmation. Yep, it's her and the new husband. Because But, but, but then you, you the twist when they, she was incapacitated during, you're like, wait, it's not. I don't but then, know. But that's like, a okay, I already love Hercule Poirot. I already know what's going to happen. So we know it's her. And it can't be her, right? Because it's... It's because there are twists, right? But it can't be her. It's it's it can it absolutely can't be her. That's the sure tell sign that it's her. In an Agatha Christie book, in a Hercule Poirot, you know, thing, the least possible is the one that it's gonna be. And his whole thing is ah, it's the most simplest always. But it wasn't with. Murder on the Orient Express. That's a convoluted answer. That's because, but everybody was the murderer. Well, he said, I'm not sure, but this is what I think happened. He doesn't exactly say, because he, because. He left it. He left it open. Ambiguous. He's like, everybody did it, which makes sense. Which means that nobody did it and everybody did it. Someone had to have done it. <laughs> they all did, but it's, which stab was the one that killed him? True. But we're going to have to wait and see what happens next. Um, but if you've seen this, let us know what you think. I loved it. Did you figure it out also? Yeah. You know why I said it. And you're like, no, I'm asking the people. Oh. 
guys them. Yeah, if you figured it out, let us know. Email us, uh, spyker.gmail.com. Uh, I think the next movie we're going to be talking about is The Batman. I think that's the next movie. I don't know. There's a couple movies that we have listed on our list. but The Batman would be cool. I feel like the this one was for me, the Batman's for you. No, there's also uh, Cyrano, which I really want to see. We'll see how that goes. Yes. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for checking out our spoiler section. And have a great day. I'm Greta. I'm Zan. We're Gonsville.